Welcome to the Newsbusters podcast with your host, executive editor of Newsbusters, Tim Graham. Hello and welcome to the Dexter's Laboratory of Media Bias at Newsbusters. You remember that show? I have a season of that on DVD. My boy Ben and I used to watch that show on Cartoon Network. Uh, update. Curtis Hauck now finds that Trump indictment number three, the election denial January 6th indictment, has spurred almost 335 minutes of airtime just on ABC, CBS, and NBC, compared to less than five minutes on Biden scandals. And that's being generous. It includes some time where Republicans bring up Biden scandals on the Sunday shows, like the funny Doug Burgum upsets George Stephanopoulos uh, moment. Uh, so keep an eye on that. Today, we're going to s- discuss culture. Joining us, Tier and Rose Mandelberg of MRC Culture, host of the Woke of the Week videos, where she exposes, as she calls it, the most woke, progressive, insane, and crazy clips and stories that the left thinks are tolerable. Hey, TR. <laughs> hey, Tim. Glad to be here. And it uh, sounds like you can soon take over my show because you've got the intro down. Okay, good. <laughs> well, you start your latest edition with a TikTok video where a black woman with bright orange dreadlocks insists conservatives should be classified as a hate group. It's not just a difference in political ideology. Conservatives are a dominant group of dangerous bigots. Oh, I have the audio. Conservatives should be classified as a hate group. It's not just a difference in political ideology. Conservatives are a dominant group of dangerous bigots and they should be viewed as such. They spread lies and propaganda to encourage discrimination towards marginalized communities. Uh, TR, I don't think conservatives are the dominant group on TikTok where this video is. I mean... Aren't we the marginalized folks on TikTok? Yeah, there's. I'm only on there to look at these crazy people, so there aren't many of my friends on there. We should explain that, yes, the MRC TV TikTok got taken down. That's yeah. how marginalized we are. Yeah, we tried to have a voice on TikTok to reach the younger generations, but, you know, since TikTok, TikTok is run by, what is it, ByteDance, which is owned by Chinese communist country. Uh, it makes sense why we got banned. Yeah, I guess so. I mean, we were willing to take the risk to be on a Chinese propaganda site just to get in there and, and have something to say. I, I, I went to try to find this. The, the, apparently, this woman's name is Chris, the author. Her page is titled The Queer Agenda, Q-W-E-E-R. She can't just be queer spelled correctly. Oh, my gosh. I should say, she's a they in her mind. Yes, probably. And then the motto of her page is, Bitter Black Feminist Comedy, Chaos, and Social Justice. Well, doesn't that just about say it all? Chaos. She should change her name to Chaos, honestly. She she said that conservatives are, are dangerous bigots. So if you watch the video later, I wore a name tag that said I was a dangerous bigot. Because you know me, just this small little 100-pound white girl is so dangerous, but... It's fine. Ballerina, TR. <laughs> yeah. She'll kill you with a pirouette. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, th- this is the thing that's upsetting to me is that they want to say, when they say dangerous bigots, what that really means in social media land is, please shut them down. They're not allowed. They should not be allowed to speak. You know, hate yeah. speech. You also have a disturbing video of a woman after breast removal who's still in full makeup and sounding 
very much like a girl. I mean, she's not, we'll say she's not, not trying to sound like a masculine person. No, not at all. And it, it really was flabbergasting this clip because I'm watching it and then I'm thinking to myself, am I looking at a girl's nipples? And if that's the case, then shouldn't this be blurred out? Because technically, that is a female and those nipples are from a female, which we can't have on the internet, but because they're just nipples and they're flat against her chest now, now we can look at them? It doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, ah, what do we do? Yeah, I mean, you have to watch a lot of things where, and you, <laughs> as you say, I'd wash my eyes out. Bleach. Um, yeah, it's funny because it almost looked at it. You're staring at it and saying, did they like Photoshop her head into this shot? Because it's, yeah. it's a really jarring contrast between the body and the face. Looks like a filter because her face is all decked out like she's trying to be the next Barbie with all this caked on makeup. And then from the neck down... She's like in these boy shorts and, you know, boobs or not boobs, I guess. Yeah, I mean, it's <laughs> she's obviously attempting a different look than, oh, Elliot Page, yes. who's trying to be not just a boy, but kind of an ugly boy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know, I want to leave no trace of the, the person who is in Juno. Yeah. yeah, I know, right? How traumatizing to be pregnant. Oh, my God. Yes. Um, she want you all to forget that. Uh, I did not pick up her memoirs. Uh, I wonder. She must write about Juno in there somewhere. That probably to oh, me. Oh yeah, how it was like scarring and stuff that she had to be. Sorry, he had to be pregnant and pretend to be a woman. I was like, what are you saying? You're nuts. I I remember kind of liking that movie, and and that was one of those things that because Hollywood made a at least tentatively pro-life movie it was like <gasps> who allowed this to happen yeah that's probably why she hates it and then you have this disturbing video the most disturbing video <laughs> of a trans woman to be generous thinking he's like i don't know tawny katane in a white snake video i no, sorry that you're too young for that metaphor yeah, that's sorry. a that's a white snake video i should say the late tawny katane but uh yes she was um most famous to those of us who love 80s pop culture for the movie Bachelor Party with Tom Hanks back when okay. Tom Hanks wasn't a serious actor. <laughs> that was a very crazy, goofy movie like Porky's or something. It was not. It was in his comedic phase. Anyway, uh, let's move on to some other things you've been working on on the blog. Uh, Harry's Razors is a men's razor company. But now it's partnering with a trans man, as you say, a.k.a. a biological woman. The yeah. Twitter account and wokeness shared a video of a man named Luke Pearson, man in quotes, uh, promoting one of Harry's face and body shave sets. The video shows Pearson shaving her face and the text on the screen read, celebrating my first pride with facial hair. I mean, this to me seemed like designed, and they obviously picked up on this, designed for the Daily Wire to sell Jeremy's razors. Oh, I know. I know. Yeah. I, I watched that video and I'm thinking to myself, okay, so you choose to be a man and take testosterone so you grow facial hair and then you shave it off. 
Like, what is the point of this? I don't understand. Why do you want... Maybe just to show, like, you're a man or something, which is ridiculous. But it gets a little worse, too. The fact of the matter is this Pride set, which had a female razor, which was called Flamingo, which is owned by Harry's razors, just the feminine side of it. That was for this tranny to uh, shave his body. And and then the Harry's razor was for the face. But all the proceeds for this Pride set went to the Trevor Project, which promotes it's an LGBTQ what is it LGBTQ group can't even say all the letters yes that uh, promotes gender transition surgeries for minors so when whenever you buy this pride set you're helping kids get their dinglings whacked off and their boobs cut off too the uh, yes the the gender affirming care in, in today's lesson of Orwellian speak in air quotes don't forget uh, yeah the trevor project is pitched as an anti-bullying group and when you uh you know when liberal corporations want to give to something that's often where they go but yes the trevor project's best known for constantly insisting that anybody who speaks a negative word about homosexuality is is helping you know kids commit suicide that's <laughs> that's basically their argument trying to win through intimidation. Uh, now, uh, one of the other things you did in a recently tweeted, tweeted photo by Libs of TikTok, a mother and her son have come out as both transgender, making them now apparently not mother and son, but quote-unquote father and quote-unquote daughter. Now, the story started about 10 years ago when the, uh, when the son decided to transition, then the mom followed... Um, but now it's resurfaced on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, I was laughing at this because I'd already seen these these interesting individuals, um, and they they have like a before and after picture of a little boy and now a grown, more grown up teenage girl, and then the mother now. I think that she still goes by the mother, but chooses to be a he, which is very strange to me. Mm-hmm. And um, just to speak a little bit on how much this sort of agenda and delusion affects kids now the teenage boy who pretends to be a girl has an OnlyFans account so he sells or yeah he biologically he sells pornography on the internet he he classifies himself as a 20 year old trans woman and uh what else does he do he drinks a lot of alcohol he has a pictures on his social media pretty much just saying like I'm so awesome look at my story and everybody online on social media is just glorifying him and his transition and his story even to the point where he got to write a memoir in a book and have it published and it just goes to show like well first of all this shows child abuse because the mother allowed this to happen and then did it herself and then also it shows how delusional and confused uh, this sort of agenda will make you. Yeah, I mean, obviously people generally when when children decide that they're born in the wrong body or whatever, there's obviously generally two parental reactions. There's one that fully embraces it and there's one that tries to figure out what to do Yeah, um, and tries to, um, you know, hopes to... Um, take on this gender dysphoria and 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 cure them of it Um, you know and then of course sometimes uh, a boy or a girl just shows off like you know oh I'm a bit of a tomboy 
oh, I'm a bit of a, you know, I, uh, I'm a boy that plays with dolls. And then they totally overreact to that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's the culture we live in right now. Um, so it's, this is, yeah, this is on some level more disturbing because it's like, <laughs> who's the who's the husband in this family? That's what I want to know. You know, they have videos out on this family and the husband just completely accepts it. He's like, this is my wife. He's beautiful. Okay. So weird. Like, it really does feel like you're in, we're in some sort of dystopia. I just, how the heck is this real life? Well, this is why we're here on the culture beat, just trying to say this is what's going on. And I think what we always say is it's only a culture war once you object. Mm-hmm. I mean, it certainly feels like a culture war from the conservative side. For example, one of the other things you wrote up, an LGBTQ activist organization called the It Gets Better Project, more Orwellianism, <laughs> granted more than 70 public and charter schools, both in the U.S. and Canada, $10,000 apiece to promote gender ideology and gender sexuality alliance clubs, according to the group's website. Uh, they call their mission to uplift, empower, and connect lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and queer youth around the globe. But this is the part that got me. Some schools are spending their funds to make sure they put more LGBTQ books in libraries and then create what they call gender transition closets. (laughs) Now, I'm going to assume that's where you put your opposite gender clothes while you go home? I guess so. I mean, it seems like, you know, when you, I mean, I assume that nurses don't walk home in their scrubs, so they get to work and they change into them. They become, you know, they look more like a nurse. So I guess these kids are going to be doing the same thing. They go to school, they enter the closet, and then uh, literally come out of the closet. Right. Pun intended. uh, And change their gender. And then I guess they change back before they go home, I'm assuming. Yeah. I mean, I I would find as a parent that that, that's subversive. I, I mean, I think that's what one of the controversies is that schools and and these are public schools um, funded by taxpayers um, would basically say, well, we're going to we're going to indulge you in your uh, your experimental phase and we won't tell anybody about it. Uh, that just that just gets me. But I mean, so, yeah, we have public schools accepting grants to go more to the left and to create clubs that push this trans agenda. Uh, then there was one other thing that you had, um, the newest thing that you have, and that is that uh, in Massachusetts, um, two Catholic parents have sued because they're not allowed to be foster parents because they're religious. That's Traditionally. Right. Yeah, so essentially the Massachusetts uh, CPS, Child Protective Services, or Department of Foster, Foster Care, that, that sort of thing, they essentially said to this Catholic couple who was excited to foster children because they couldn't have children of their own as far as um, reports go, Massachusetts was essentially like, okay, fill out this application. So the parents filled out the application, and on it, one of the things that they said was that they they wouldn't affirm a child's delusion, essentially, in other words. Uh, They wouldn't affirm a gender identity or sexuality that was not aligned with truth. Um, And that came from these parents' Catholic convictions and uh, belief in the Bible. And 
Massachusetts essentially was like, sorry, then you don't get to foster kids. You don't get to be a safe place for children to go. And now, Tim, my family's done foster care for the past 18 years, and we are a Christian family. We bring the kids to church, um, and we have this sweet young little girl right now, and my mom always tells her every morning, all right, honey, what is what does the rainbow represent? And she says, God's promise. And I'm thinking to myself, wow so this little girl who who has who has nothing her parents can't have her um she she's separated from her siblings she gets to rely on god this person this uh, you know the holy spirit to be there with her and for her through all of her foster care endeavors whether she's adopted or goes back home or wherever she is she's got god with her but instead what Massachusetts wants is to that for that to be uh, restricted and for that for kids to be affirmed in this delusion. And because this Catholic family, who I think would have been great parents um, based on their convictions, uh, you know, celebrates Christianity and celebrates the Bible and affirms it, or at least just wouldn't um, necessarily allow a child to live a delusion, they are restricted now from helping these kids who need homes. I always try to say a case like this sort of underlines it used to be uh, uh, decades ago that the argument would be over you can't let a gay couple be foster parents. Now we've turned it around. It's gone upside down. And that is people who are quote unquote anti-gay can't be foster parents. I mean, it, 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 so anybody who would try to think, well, we need to be diverse in our viewpoints. No, we're in a situation now, especially in the People's Republic of Massachusetts, where it's like, no, mm-hmm. you can't. We can't tolerate the possibility that a foster child will some day or some year possibly decide they're another gender than what they actually are. Right, right. But then I bet, Tim, if a foster family came out and said, oh, hi, this is I'm so and so and this is my husband and I'm a guy and this is my husband and uh, we are going to help our foster placements transition. We're going to affirm them. We're going to. Uh, allow them to seek medical care if they want to change their gender and we're going to let them read these books about gay sex i bet that the foster system they would be like oh okay well sure you seem like great inclusive affirming parents so it's like completely backwards of what should be happening all right so what happens in the case that the foster child of a gay couple decides i'm coming out as a bible thumping christian uh, and they're not affirmed. Yeah. Uh, what happens then? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Nobody's ready for that kind right, of... Right, that's the thing. Because, you know, don't forget, as we talked about in the beginning, conservatives are dangerous bigots. There's always the potential that a child could become a dangerous bigot all on their own. Yes, yes. I, I suppose, uh, you know. Uh, now, one final question. Throw this in here. Did you see the Barbie movie? Maybe that's a dumb question. Um, I didn't see the Barbie movie, but I think that I've seen pretty much the whole Barbie movie just by <laughs> hearing everybody talk about the Barbie movie. <laughs> <laughs> well, before it came out, you couldn't get away from it. The commercials. Google. For, don't for, forget about Google. Google had colors. the thing where the, the pink sparkles came up when you Googled Barbie. Yeah. Um, Project Runway had a Barbie challenge. Uh, uh, HGTV had a Barbie Dreamhouse series. I mean, you could not get away from it. But uh, yes, my wife was bored enough on vacation that she's like, let's go see it. And it, the only benefit of this, and she thought the movie was horrible. She said like <laughs> 15 minutes in, I was like, no, I'm out. 
We, although she never does that. We had to watch. She left? No, but oh. we had to watch the entire Elvis movie. Three because, hours? Yes, because she thought maybe it'll get better. No. No. Cut your losses. <laughs> but uh, uh, I did get to write a column on it, so I guess there was something there. I just wanted to ask whether you'd seen it because, yeah, I think a lot of people are like, there were so many hot takes on it. Did yeah. you really, did you really yeah, need to see it? Yeah, some of the hot takes. You, right, exactly. Yeah, I feel like I saw it just uh, by hearing about it. But some of the hot takes, I'm like interested to see how they did play out. I know wasn't the uh, doctor or somebody transgender, a transgender actor. Somebody was a transgender person, actor. But I just know that there's so many like memes online. And it's it, it's definitely chaotic but uh and taken over a lot of our media but it's a massive hit because it was in part because it was massively marketed yeah but look in the end if we may be cynical and accurate sold a lot of barbies which was the whole point it's true it's true it's to it's to make that you know still the dominant uh toy doll for girls because mm-hmm. we'll use all the feminist lingo and and feminist plotting and right. wokeness would you say though that even though Barbie was made for children, what the, that the movie was geared towards children? Uh, no. I mean, <laughs> so then it's like confusing how that worked, but. <laughs> right. I mean, it, obviously a movie like that, you make a million dollars, you know, millions of times over by selling the movie to adults who, yeah. who are all into the, I'll see it because it's ironic. Right, right. <laughs> like it's nostalgic for me. I have to go. There's nothing nostalgic about it because you come back to it and you're like, no, in real life, that's an inanimate plastic thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but in Barbie land, we have a wild progressive imagination. All right. Well, thank you, TR. And, and you know, there's an MRC culture uh, thing you can click on at the top of Newsbusters there on the bar. There's a lot of TR in there. The Woke <laughs> of the Week videos there. We watch them on Rumble. Viewer discretion is advised for those. You haven't gotten canceled on YouTube. Oh, yeah, I have. Oh. <laughs> Well, that's almost a badge of honor at this point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put it to my trophy list. All right. So if you want to come for the culture stuff or the regular news stuff, we're all here. Come to Newsbusters once, twice, 24 times a day. Thanks for listening.